Blog Talk Radio. We'll see. 
you're lucky that the Colts had such a lead against the Redskins in the last game, or or it would have probably been three touchdowns that game. Yeah. Right. But you know, I got yeah. uh, I I do have T.Y. Hilton on um, the team with Gurley, but but um, which is doing pretty good, like I said. Um, only, my only rope, and I got um, Green um, on that team, and uh, but my only real weakness right now is because I drafted him so late was uh, Matt Ryan. He's going up against New Orleans. Yeah, well, so that, could, that will be interesting. Yeah, that defense is not playing as well as they did last the last season, so you might have a pretty good opportunity. Matt Ryan played well last week, not so well the first week, but uh, we'll see what happens against the yeah, same exactly. defense. Yeah. yeah. So uh, let's talk some Jaguars. Would uh, I know you were saying something about Blake Bortles being a hot topic and definitely Leonard Fournette. So whichever oh one you want to tackle first, let's let's do that. Bortles. Bortles looks like an all pro. And I can't stand the man, so for me to say that I mean it's not like I can't stand his person. I just can't stand his the way he uh why he's getting a contract. I can't stand the fact that, you know, he he sucks. The man sucks. It's like um, trading for Eli Manning or something right now. You know, it's just it's just horrible. Man, it's horrible. So, but last week and the week before, he looked really good. He looked like an all-pro. So, I uh, I have mixed emotions on Bortles right now. I'm going to counseling, see how that works out about <laughs> Bortles, you know. Uh, and then I'm excited to see um, Leonard Fournette um, Enter some practice practices and perhaps um, get a, a few snaps this week. Um, we don't have to press on him as uh, T.J. Yeldon uh, is doing pretty good. Um, and the Jag totals uh, for running the last week, Taylor, is uh, 104 yards for off of 24 attempts. So that's pretty good. Um, so we're not pressed to have four net backs, but Anytime you can get basically an all-pro back in your lineup is great. So, we'll see how that works out for the Jack. Yeah, you know, that guy just is is like a former former Jacksonville Jaguar that I remember, uh, Fred Taylor, who just every season was hurt. Um, missed a variety of games every year, but whenever he was on the field, he was doing some great things. So, it's it's interesting to see how they, you know, and also I think um, that probably what padded uh, Bortles' numbers last week. Uh, not only did he play against a bad defense in New England, throwing, but, you know, he did well. As like you said, 377 yards, four touchdowns, just one interception, and ran for 35 yards. So you can't beat those numbers. And then, um, but he did, he did attempt 45 passes which I don't know right. what would happen if, if he would be attempting 45 passes if Leonard Fournette was uh, running the ball. Well, right. But, um, I mean, their, their running game is stable. So it's not like they're trying to avoid the running game. They, they really can't. In fact, it's shocking to me to hear um, – I knew he had a lot of passes. I didn't know he had 45. That's insane especially for someone who is just a primarily – got to consider this guy just a running quarterback. He's not a passing quarterback at all. The stats last year were like um, – his percentage for completion was like 60, which is insane, like, which is like one of the bottom of the league for percentage, uh, percentages. So, but now all of a sudden, you know, he's, his percentage is flipped and – He's uh, doing really well, so it's it's going to be interesting to see. But I also think that if the uh, Jaguars were to face the Patriots in the playoffs, I think they would have lost, would lose, you know, just because the um, Patriots are and Brady are uh, 
have a different mindset when it comes to the playoffs. They know how to win. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, it's a it's a really different ball game when when it comes to that. And then they were also in Jacksonville too, so that also helps in a way. Yeah. Um, it was something like 96 degrees and 165 million percent humidity. So if that yeah. affects a team that's from New England, you know, a little bit, just like the other way around where Jacksonville would play in the snow, it's not really their, uh, I wouldn't think it's their forte, even though uh, they have uh, a primary running game still that they're not, they're not accustomed to it. So we'll see. Yeah, that, I'm pretty sure Patriots would, that, um, would win. Can anybody get accustomed to that humidity? It's tough. I mean, it's definitely um, something you you enjoy being on the inside a lot more than you enjoy being on the outside. That's for sure. Especially if you're uh, a dinosaur like myself, you know, not young anymore. So being on the inside is appreciative. Even though I work, well, yeah. My, uh, even though I, as my job, I'm working over a hot 400 degree stove, it's still not 125 percent humidity. So, yeah, that's that's something I'm glad I don't have to deal with. I'm in the nice, cool California weather. All right. Yep. Second. Um. Yeah. The valley though, so it does get hot. It's it's not uh it's not San Jose by any means, but you know, it'll do. Um so you know, uh I think our last podcast we talked about Teddy Bridgewater and where he ended up. Or we we both thought that uh, well you came up with the idea and I and I sort of confirmed that Jacksonville would be a great landing spot. Um, he did end up in, in New Orleans. What do you think about him being in New Orleans behind Drew Brees? Uh, this being Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah. You said? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so when, the, when was the last time Drew Brees was hurt? <laughs> so. I don't think he's ever been yeah, and he's been he he's been playing forever, so it's not much of a worry to me either way. Um, but Bridgewater, I'm sure can handle one or two games. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to put him out like a, a, put my season on on his shoulders. But he does have experience, uh, and I can definitely uh, see him being in that type of role. He's probably making. I'm not sure what he's making to be honest with you, but I'm sure he's making only like eight million or something. Nothing, nothing spectacular for the year. I wouldn't have spent too much money on him, but but I, so yeah, I, Bridgewater has earned that spot because of experience. I wouldn't uh, put my season on it, on him. So when when Drew Brees retires in whatever amount of years that he's going to retire in, but definitely in the near future. You, do you not see Teddy Bridgewater as a, as a good backup quarterback or to take that position over, or do you see him always just remaining a backup quarterback? No, he's a backup quarterback. They're going to get, they're going to have to go someone uh, in the first round this year. I mean, you figure Drew Brees has got two years left. Uh, by, yeah, or, uh, you know, by average. Who knows, but, yeah. So, you've got two years left. They're going to have to go to quarterback next year in the first round. Maybe uh, trade up because they're going to do well this year uh, as a team. I think they're going to do pretty well overall. But, yeah, so they're going to have to trade up a little bit and get the quarterback in the first round. And, honestly, I'm not um, – I'd have to take a look at what quarterback they probably wind up getting, but in the um, draft speculation at this time is pretty throw uh, in the darts. Usually, it does a, a person in the quarterback you people expect to be in the third round sometimes jumps to the first round by the time their draft actually happens. 
So it's uh, interesting uh, that all works where it has a 360. So we'll see, but that's what I expect. New Orleans, first round, quarterback. See, I, I don't think so. I think they brought him over there to be the successor. Uh, I don't know. I I just think that uh, that was the whole purpose of getting him in in the trade. But you know, he, he we really don't know yet. I mean, he there's a reason why he went to the Jets, and there's a reason why the Jets traded him this to New Orleans. So, um, well. I guess we'll see what what ends up happening there. It should be interesting. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, what about uh, the the Cardinal offense? I don't know if you've seen them uh, play, but they they have none whatsoever, like zero. Uh, basically, uh, now what they're going to do is shorten the offense. They're going to scale back the play sheet so that it doesn't get so complicated and convoluted. What what are your thoughts on all of that? Uh, they have no hope. I guess they're playing in a Chicago Bears here. Um, or, yeah. On the um, on the twenty third, so and then Khalil Mack is just going to eat him up. Khalil Mack's been a stud. Oh my god, he's been. If if it's possible to make as much money as he's been making and show the value of that, that's what Khalil Mack's been doing. Yeah, it's insane what he's been. He's just been killing uh, offenses recently. Yeah, uh, speaking of Khalil Mack, did you hear what uh, Gruden said about finding a uh, pass rusher? No. What did he you... said it's very difficult to find a great pass rusher. Yeah, a, a great pass rusher, yeah. They don't, they don't really come in, you know. They really don't come around a lot, you know, so – yeah, um, not not very often, especially when you're trading them away. Yeah. Well, uh, Gruden had his reasons, I guess. Uh, I mean, Khalil Mack wanted so much money; it was insane. Um, and then I don't think I think Gruden was trying to plan for the future, but to lose Khalil Mack just it just hurts really bad. I mean, really bad. So. Uh, we'll see if it was worth it um, come 2020. Let's see if he can turn yeah. the team around. He's sure making and, that uh, Bears team look pretty good, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Bears. I mean, you know they're one and one right now. They're still, they still look great. The defense is um, just insane. Yeah, it's it's going to be pretty pretty impressive. I, do you think the Cardinals are going to score any points this week at all? I think they will pass the uh, forty twice. Yeah, which is more than what they did. One more than what they did last week. I think they. They finally got past midfield with like four minutes remaining um, in the game or something like that. Yeah, so I think they'll pass midfield, pass the forty twice this game and get the Bears. That's that's my projection. So I mean, like I'm telling you, uh, tearing apart the the playbook that doesn't help. It's not going to help. It's it's Does, can Arizona beat Cleveland this, right now? If they were to face off, can Arizona beat Cleveland? I doubt it. That's that's saying a lot for Arizona. I I mean honestly, I think Arizona is the worst team in the NFL right now. Quite possibly, yeah. They look that way. 
They need to do something. When do the fort? Do you know when the Forty Niners play them? Oh, uh, when do the when do the um when the Forty when do the Forty Niners play Arizona? Yeah, I have to look that up. You know when? No, honestly, I don't. I don't have it in front of me. Well, the good I guess the good news is that they have them twice. Yeah, so I mean that's what I was saying with you earlier. Is if the um, Niners can beat um, the Rams twice, that's what I said. Or that's just what I said earlier. Then they have a good shot of making the playoffs. It's all about beating the Rams because they'll play, like you said, Arizona, and they'll play other teams that they can Seattle. They can beat Seattle. They can beat Arizona. That's not a problem. Just the Rams are in their way, and the Rams will look pretty um, darn good too. So. Yeah, I mean, the Rams. Right now, they're what they're, the Niners are third in rushing at 140 yards per game, so that's pretty good. Well, speaking of the rushing, what what are your thoughts of uh, on Matt Breida? Uh, well, I mean, he's definitely can hold his own. Uh, I like to see. I know. Uh, McKinnon is on the IR. I'm not 100 percent sure if he's going to be on IR for the rest of the year. I'm not. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he blew out his ACL. So that means he'll be gone for. He'll be back next year. He won't. His his capability will be still limited next year, and then he'll be 100 percent in two years from now. It's generally how that works. He'll play next year, but he'll be, he'll be limited. Like he won't see the same person next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but 140 yards for the team. Obviously, he's doing pretty well uh, as a play, as an individual. Uh, but I mean, and Garoppolo's his passing yardage is pretty weak right now. It's about where I thought luck was going to be. So, I guess them, them flipped. But you know what? The first game was they had a, uh, they faced a really good defense. We'll see how the the rest of the year pans out. They um, scraped by Detroit last week. So um, we'll see. Looks like Arizona is October seventh. Oh, October 7th? Yeah, at home. So that's going to be a uh, – look, you know what? They play KC this week. KC's decent. I'm not going to say they're not, but I think they can be beat. Uh, uh, the Chargers can be beat. Arizona can be beat. Green Bay, oof, that's going to be interesting. That's probably a loss. Then they get the Rams. That's a loss. I, you know, I, if they can beat them – then that flips the whole season. Then Arizona is a win. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Phoenix, the seventh, or let's see, they're, they're uh, actually eighth going to be Tampa Bay on November 25th. They'll beat um, Seattle. That's uh, a nice win. Denver's playing really good, so they probably lose to Denver. Beat Seattle, hopefully. The um, 10th win, Chicago will lose to, and the Rams will lose. So they have a very potential – they have a good potential to be 10-6 uh, and six at the end of the uh, season. If they can beat Seattle, yeah. if they can beat Arizona, they can beat KC in the Chargers. The year in Oakland, then – which is very possible right now. I think the way things stand right now, I think the Niners can do it. Uh, they'll be 10 and 6. So what do you think they're going to end up as? 9 and 7. 9 and 7? Yeah. I'm going to say 8 and 8. No. No, 9 and 7. No, 
you're hoping nine and seven. They get nine and seven. No, they, I'm, hoping, they might I'm, have hoping, I'm hoping ten and six. I, I, I honestly, I don't see. I can see them being chasey. I can see them being the Chargers. Then you know, I can see them being Oakland, and I can see them just uh, shutting Seattle out. Seattle's not that great of a team, in my opinion. So they don't have a like. They don't have like a, a hard schedule. Their strength of schedules, um, you can tell me, but I'm sure it's like uh, mid, you know. Yeah, no, it isn't. Yeah, I agree. It's probably middle. I forget what they ended up last year. What what position that they ended up third or what what it was? Yeah, I think they had seven wins so last year. They had they had seven wins. Yeah, they had that many. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Garoppolo just was undefeated. Oh, wow! Now all of a sudden he's got thirteen. It's two hundred thirty-three yards per game. Passing passing yards per game, rather. Yeah, he's a. He's your quarterback manager. He's just going to, you know, your typical Alex Smith kind of guy, game manager. Well, that's fine. If he can be Alex Smith, I will take that in a heartbeat. I, I like Alex Smith. I don't think he's, I don't think he's like um, the greatest. I think he's like, um, he's a, he's, He's better than Trent Dilfer, as far as a game, just a game manager. Speaking, uh, you know, how Trent Dilfer just son just fall on the ball. That's all Trent Dilfer was. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, according to you, he should be in the Hall of Fame because he won a Super Bowl. No, I didn't say. I said that helps. Definitely helps to your uh, your your if you're ranking someone compared to another person. If they have the same average stuff and one person has a Super Bowl and the other person doesn't, then I would say the person who has Super Bowl is better than the other person. They're comparatively the same. It's like a tiebreaker. Or it adds, like, gives you a half a half a thing over someone else. So the, with Tom Brady having, like, 35 million half a things in Super Bowls, it kind of helps his statistics there. No, who are, what other quarterback has five Super Bowls? What other quarterback has Brady a story to tell about each and every one of them? Deflate Gate, Spy Gate, Cheater Gate. Yeah, but your own, yeah, but, uh, your own boy Andrew Luck, who you think is a stud, said we were going to get our butt kicked anyway. Didn't matter what kind well, of football it was. We were going to lose and get killed anyway that game. That's true. That that's true. That that game was was horrendous. That was a horrible game. And out of like I don't know how many games uh, Brady's done magnificent, magnificent um, in, you know. We have one game that he's been accused of having to deflate the ball out of like 300, 400 games or something stupid. He's a cheater. <laughs> what? Yeah. Really, really sucks. Uh huh. Yeah, he's a cheater. <laughs> Whatever. Um, another play. Another player we wanted to talk about was Le'Veon. Um, what's going on with this dude? Does he like even care about what's happening, or or what? Do you do you see him even showing up? I have no idea what he's thinking. I know, I know. If I lost eight hundred fifty-three thousand dollars because I didn't spend three hours on a football field, I'd be a little upset. But I guess that doesn't bother him. He's got all the money in the world that he wants, apparently. So, but that's what he's losing. He's losing eight hundred fifty-three thousand dollars a game. 
Jeez. It's almost a million dollars. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what someone's thinking if they're like that. Yeah, but do you think that he? Um, what, what, let me ask you this: do you, What do you think? Why do you think he's not? He doesn't want to show up, or what's what's the motivation that you can maybe think of? Why he someone like that wouldn't show up? No, obviously he wants a different contract, and he's stubborn. But, okay, let's say you you make four more million dollars um, next year, but because you don't, you don't, um, and you lose eight million um, this year, the math doesn't really add up. So it's starting to starting to play against himself where, you know, I can get more money, but now I'm starting to lose almost a million dollars a game. He was scheduled um, to earn $14.5 million this year. So if he, without contract and no, uh, negotiation, right, he was scheduled uh-huh. to make $14.5 million. Apparently that's not enough for him. I don't know what enough is, but you give me – Point five four million, and I'm your man. Okay. Yeah. So you can keep their fourteen. I'll just take a, the half a million. Yeah, I, I, I guess what the Steelers have done in response is to remove him from the active roster, and then yeah. now he's listed under the reserve franchise player. Yeah, they get that extra space in there. Because they don't know when he wants to come back either. They pretty much said, "Look." And I mean, look. It looks to me like um, the teams are, for the most part, or at least some teams are, for the most part, is trying to take a stand and say, "Hey, look, you're not worth this much money." You know, like Khalil Mack, like uh, Rogan says, "You're not. I can. You're just not worth. It. You're not worth." 18 million for one year, you know, 20 million for one year, whatever it is. And it's not worth it. But, you know, I got to spend my money elsewhere. It's business, and I can't spend that much money on one player. So, but other teams, as long as other teams are willing to pay for it, the contracts are going to go up and up and up. Yep. And, yeah, it's. It's going to be. It's going to have to come to a head again one of these days, and you know they'll either the players will walk out or the owners will lock them out, and they'll have to come together and decide on how to renegotiate the contracts and what's good and what isn't and all that kind of stuff. So it's, so it's what pretty. About, um, when when does that happen again? Like two or three years when they. Um... Renegotiate like three years, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think something like, like three that. years. Yeah. So, and then last time they negotiated, um, please the uh, guarantee money for the most part. They, and that's what it seemed like. The, a lot of the guarantee money that was especially going to rookies, um, they cut all that out. And a lot of the rookies were making more than some of the strong veterans, and so they switched that around, which was good for uh, football. You know, uh, it was tough to give all that money out to people who never played a snap in their in the NFL snap in their life, and then all of a sudden they're not worth it, you know. So most, uh, hopefully they um, improve upon uh, that in this um, coming contract and uh, maybe do a cap or something for um, players. And then that'll help help revenue for – or that'll help the fans accept everything and it'll help the fan. Um, so right now I think the fan base is dwindling, especially with the rules that came out um, with the helmet rule and everything. The, the fan base, if you look in the stands, the, the stands are not packed anymore. It used to be packed. 
it's not. It's uh, they don't have as many fans as they used to see from watching the games. This is too expensive. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's the person who's who's taking the brunt end of everything is is the fan who you know is now having to pay from you know a twenty five dollar hat to forty five dollar hat because Le'Veon Bell wants an extra twenty two million dollars to show up on the field. Right. That's exactly right. So um, we'll see how it all works out, but. You don't want it. You don't want it to down downward spiral the the revenue for NFL. Even though they um they're doing well, but it's they're starting to, to slip a lot. So we'll see. I bet you in a a couple of years you won't have Thursday night football anymore. You won't have um uh like they do a lot of Saturday games too. On at the end of the season, so you won't, you won't have a lot of that. You'll try to simplify things a little bit. Yeah, what what is your thoughts of Thursday night games just on a whole? Is it? I know a lot of people don't like them. Some people do like it. What What are your thoughts? I like watching my team. Um, I like football, uh, and I like. Uh, I, I won't if I have to work. I, I won't watch it. Just because it's on the East Coast, uh, it starts like at eight thirty at night, and right. uh, for me, I, have to, I usually go to bed around nine. So my team's not playing. I'm not sticking around, uh, and that's probably a lot for, for probably the whole East Coast, where they're in the same boat, where they have to get up in the morning, so they don't watch the whole game either. They may watch the first half or even three quarters, but. Let's stay at one o'clock when you have to get up at six or whoever for the workday. Uh, it was rough for everybody. So Thursday night is being uh, Friday is a workday, typically for most people. Um, a lot of they lose a lot of fan base on the East Coast. Yeah, that 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 really throws me off. That whole East Coast thing, I can't. I remember. When I when I came down during a playoff season and having to wait until one o'clock in the afternoon to watch a football game was just like torturous because so used to having it at ten o'clock in the morning that you know just like wow and then um, yeah so I don't know I mean I'm sure that that's just getting used to it but as you mentioned the hard part is of course having the game start at seven thirty at night. And you know, going till eleven o'clock or whatever, especially if the game yeah, is blowout. Yeah, eight thirty, eight thirty to twelve. Yeah, yeah, eight thirty to twelve. You typically want to was rolling. So yeah, it's not it's not uh, not conducive for people watch the full game. I don't think it's not easy for them to do it um, when they have to get up in the morning. But that explains why they don't like. I mean, at, from like I'm, like I'm watching it, so I'm still watching it from eight to nine thirty, eight thirty to nine thirty. You know, so right. they're still dominating that hour that it's on for sure. The prime time, I guess, hour. That must suck though if you have to go to bed during a, a really good game. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here for you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I feel it. No, yeah, it's tough. Okay. But you just, you just catch up in the morning. You, you know, I, I take a look at whatever in the uh, sports page in the morning, CBS Sports in the morning, and see what happens. But, yeah, it's not the same. I'll tell you what I can do for you. I'll call you and wake you up and yeah. let you know what happens. Yeah, well, that's, uh, my associates – Call me enough. So, I mean, I realize it's two in the morning, but do you know where the orange juice is? What? Are you serious? Oh God! Yeah. If you look in the cooler. Oh. oh. Yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> Did you plug it in? Mm-hmm. 
you know the pin number to the the thank yes? It hasn't changed since it's been installed. Nine, nine two three three. I don't think you get paid enough. I don't I, think you oh, get paid enough. Yeah. I, I, well, salary wise, they, uh, per hour, my associates make more than I do per hour. But salary, um, you know, it, it's like I basically I got a lock on sixty hours. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm guaranteed sixty hours worth of work. So that's not bad. That's not bad. I'll take that. No, that's not at all. That's cool. You got yeah, benefits? Yeah, that's a good thing. Mm, no, they suck. Benefits uh, suck. But you don't need I mean, them anyway. To what you I, don't. Yeah, yeah. Compared to what I have in the military, um, they're yeah. horrible. Yeah, for sure. I bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. Um. And then they say the military isn't entitled, but but that that's that's a whole different subject. That's a whole different subject. We won't go there. Um, I'm only joking. Um, did I lose you? Did you just hang up and walk away? <laughs> no, I didn't. No, no, no. I, no. no. <laughs> um, since we did talk about Le'Veon Bell, um. Let's talk about uh, Antonio Brown. Uh, so, did you hear about what happened about how he uh, told um, that he he wanted to get traded and and everything, and then um, the whole big old mess about how that changed from him not wanting to get traded to just blowing off some steam. Do, uh, do you know about that? Yeah, I have a yeah. Um... It happens all the time, especially people who are just frustrated with their situation or frustrated with something they don't understand or is new. They'll um, they'll act that way. They'll say, well, I'm done or whatever. And what they're trying to do is try to get the person who is making the decision to say, oh, whoa, 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 wait, 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 let me um, make, make – but the thing that they're supposed to do, the, whoever's the managing uh, person – is supposed to say, okay, well, I'm. I understand what you're saying. I, you would be a big loss to our company, but this is what we have to do. Um, uh, we respect you, but you, you know, we want you to make your own decisions. And if you leave, you leave. But and uh, we'll go from there. In other words, try not to uh, suck in what they're telling you because they're just, the person themselves are just frustrated and it's trying to make some noise. That's all. Do you think he he took it too far by not showing up on practice on Monday? No, well, he got fined for it, um, which he was supposed to get fined for it. No, I don't think he took it too far. I think he's being – not meaning like he'll still play. You know, there's no no one who's not going to keep keep him out for sure. But – Tomlin is a pretty uh, – he's a good leader. I like the way he uh, coaches football, uh, which is part, partially why um, Bell isn't getting um, his contract right away because uh, Tomlin is not going to concede to his players all the time. He's going to do what's good for the business, for the uh, for the sport. Uh, so he, he rightfully he fined Brown because that's what he's supposed to do. And once the fine is over with, uh, they'll move on. Yeah, I guess so I Brown, guess uh, he's he's eating up some crow crow now. He's saying how he wants to be part of the team, and he feels very honored that he gets to put on a Steelers uniform and um, just yeah. all that kind that's, of. That's that's the secondary reaction after the first reaction you get from somebody. You know what I'm saying? Once you tell them, once they realize that you're not going to move or you're not going to budge and that you're, as long as you're making a decision that's best for the team and it's fair for the team, they really, they'll, they'll, they'll snap back out of it. 
and they'll say, okay, well, you know, obviously I was wrong, you know, and then, you know, they feel slightly guilty about uh, the decisions that were made and the things that were said. Because, like I said, they're just trying to make noise, and if you're uh, you're strong in your convictions, which uh, Tomlin is, um, he'll make the right decisions, and the players will fall in line like they're supposed to. Now, do you – is it hard to – you know, we, we forget that these, these players are like 26 years old and 27 years old, I think, at times. And when they do these crazy things and they do these crazy stunts, I think we forget that – how old they really are. Do you think that comes into play an awful lot? Or do you think that we should hold them to a higher standard because – what the the occupation they're in and the money that they're given. Okay, so typically what happens is um, the teams normally do like a background check on the, the players themselves and the colleges do a background check on the high school kids themselves and um Hopefully, the um, the veterans of the team, which is why you keep veterans around, are giving the young kids uh, proper leadership, um, and that's why you're paying the veterans who are not are no longer at the top of their game, but still can play a little bit, uh, because you want them to keep the uh, composure of the team and keep the team on the right track along with the coach. So um, the coach and the background check and the veterans all combined is why you don't see the league uh, young players uh, out of control too much. There's always somebody out of uh, all the players who's going to be making headlines, but it's not out of control. It's just like one one player, you know. So – are are they? Do I hold them responsible for the money they make? Yeah, and that they should be. Uh, um, when you have a twenty-two-year-old, he does. They do typically realize what they're um, what's at stake. You know, they um, they realize that if I make a mistake for the third time, I'm out of the league. Then um, they they understand, you know, the rules around them with the amount of money they're making. So they don't want to mess that up. Yeah. Well, and which is surprising to me when you have players like Johnny Mandel and, you know, Josh Gordon, who prefer to smoke weed and not make the money or play the game. It's kind of shocking, I think. Um, but also, they've made enough money where they probably don't even care. I would. I'm, I'm also speculating. But what are your thoughts? Well, I'm not sure. 100% sure, sure if Mandel um, made enough money, considering the amount of money he could have made, or if he had made enough to like live off for the rest of his life, or if he's smart enough to manage it like that. But um, I know that, like, I was shocked. One of the first times I was um, exposed to something like that or relative to that would be Ricky Williams. Um, yeah. When he decided to, like, oh, I'm just going to go smoke some weed and I'll see you all later. That's literally what he did. Yep. He just said, okay, yep. I'm on the top of my game and I really don't care anymore. I'm just going to smoke some weed. Basically. So that was kind of surprising. Um he tried to come back. I think he smoked some more weed when he came back. Um, got busted again a couple more times. You know, he said, oh, I'm done with it. But are you really, really done with weed ever? I guess not. So these, these people are not. So um, Mandel was more of a, like, I'm going to go party in Vegas. And the playbook? A playbook. I don't need to study a playbook. 
I'm, you know, I'm Manziel. I can go run somewhere and, you know, no one can catch me. Yeah. Uh, Most players are in the the league. You know what's always been it? Have you you seen the ESPN, I think it was just 30 for 30, I think, uh, on on Ricky Williams? Um, I think so. It's been a while. I remember watching something that, like, followed him through his career and into the sabbatical and then back. Yeah, so it might have been a thirty thirty because that's what it does. But yeah, uh, it's been a while. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's exactly the one. And you know, he it, part of it in the beginning they talked about his first contract with the Saints, and I don't think he oh, ever yeah. cared really. You know, it's just like. He's like, okay, I'm just going to sign this contract that's only going to pay me incentives that say that I to earn a million dollars, I have to rest for 3,000 yards. You know, just things like that 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 will never come happen. Yeah, well, having Puff Daddy or this guy named Puff Daddy be a representative for a multi-million dollar contract, probably not the best in the world. Considering yeah. he was a rap star, and he had this other agenda going on. Not 100% focused on you anyway. So yeah, probably. Yeah, it's probably it was a bad idea to uh, you know have him as your representative, your agent. But um, and then having Mike Dicka show up with dreads and trade away every single draft pick in New Orleans history that year or whatever. Um. For Ricky Williams, well, that sends messages to Ricky Williams like, yeah, messages you don't want to send. Basically, like, we need you. You're the only person that can save this place, and whatever you do is fine with us because we need you that bad. But nah, that's not the messages you want to send in an NFL player. College maybe, exactly. high school maybe, where you just get the like. Bo Jackson in college was. I don't care really what he does in practice or if he shows up or not in practice, just get him to the game is what was uh, what's, what they wanted with Bo Jackson. Just get him to the game. That's all I really care about. But in F- NFL, it's a whole different story. Very true, very true. So we're we're pretty much running out of time here. Any last parting words? Uh, we'll see how I'm praying that Garoppolo does. Uh, a lot better this week because I put a lot of faith into the man. Um, but, you know, he looks so much. I want to see Garoppolo's three-step three step drop back pass over and over and over again. Repetitive. That's all I want to see. <laughs> we'll see how that Well, we'll happen. see if that Alright. Well, you can follow me at RFL Red Zone. You can follow my brother at Nowhere. And, uh, Thank you for listening and have a good rest of your week. All right.